0: Come on, I know there's some folks that you've got a shout on the inside that you've been wanting to let out on the outside this entire time. Why don't you give God a glorious shout of praise? Come on, somebody give Him praise. Somebody call on the name of Jesus, which literally means God has become my salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody give Him praise. Hallelujah. Oh, that feels good. That feels good. I think we ought to do that a little more. I think somebody ought to clap their hands and give God some praise and some glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It is so good to be here in the house of the Lord as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach about that today now you know some denominations and some churches uh, they they really only talk about Jesus Christmas and Easter amen but we have a habit of preaching about Jesus every single service because you are in a Jesus everything church amen and uh, and so it's not foreign to us to talk about Jesus and uh, but on occasions like this we want to take our our time and we want to really minister the Christmas story and, and let you know it's more than just presents. It's more than just lights. Amen, it's about amen the light of the world. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number two if you don't, they're going to put it on the screen. Now you got one, one extra special gift here today. I'm not going to preach very long. And so, if you didn't get anything else for Christmas, you got that. Amen. Well, my pastor always says that. He says, "I'm not." Gonna, he said it's going to be short and sweet. And uh, then sometimes, by the time it's done, he says, "Well, that wasn't short or sweet." So, hopefully, it'll be short and sweet here today. But I want to I want to preach what I feel like I've got from the Lord. And I want to say it's so good to have all our guests, our visitors, our friends. Amen. Let's give them a warm ARC welcome. Amen. We want to encourage you to come back and be with us this next Sunday at 1.30 p.m. as we get ready to celebrate the new year. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 2. And then we'll be reading verses 6 through 8. Isaiah 9 and 2. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death Anybody remember Psalms 23? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. David said, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But Isaiah said, there's some people that are living in the land of the shadow of death. Those that live and walk and sit in darkness. Upon them hath the light shined. Skipping down to verse number 6. Now, this one might be a little more familiar. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Anybody think his name is Wonderful? His name shall be called Counselor. If you ever need counsel, you can go to God. He is a wonderful Counselor for all those that That don't know theology let me give you some theology here his name shall be called the mighty god not a piece a part or a fraction of god he is the mighty god well he's the son well let me remind you he's also the everlasting father just preaching some theology i'm going to do a one one god treatise for the next five hours no honestly christmas is our greatest time to talk about the oneness of God. The Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth and even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. The Lord sent a word unto Jacob, and it hath lighted upon Israel. Amen. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, for unto us, and I want to preach to us for a few moments on this subject, unto us, unto us. Would you set down your Bibles, and would you lift up your hands one more time as we pray all across this building, that the Lord would speak to us. God, I pray, guide my words, that I would minister your word, and God, I pray that today would be a life-changing moment for somebody and I pray, God, that you would help us to take this word, God, and share it with everybody that we meet. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you. you may be seated for a few moments here today. Amen. I want to say a, what a great job. Thank you to the music department for that. Let's give them a hand. Amen. Also, thank you to all those that set, set up and decorated, made it look so nice here today. Amen. Unto us. Even though we are not told the exact hour of the birth of Jesus, we are certain through the search of the Scriptures that it must have been at night. The Scripture does say that the shepherds who heard of the glad tidings were keeping watch over their flocks by night. Furthermore, the Magi sought Him by the light of a star that was shining in the east And stars are seen at night. Jesus being born into the nighttime or born into darkness was no coincidence. It is a mirror of the creation story. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2 says that the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. It was read earlier as John explained to us how this mirrors Genesis. This is John's account in John chapter 1. He says, in the beginning was the word. Much like Isaiah prophesied that there would come a word. And it would come unto Jacob. And that word would bring light in all of Israel. John says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shined into the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So the question is, why was Jesus born at night? Was not Was it not bad enough that Jesus was born in a small, stinky manger amidst animals where there was no room for him in the inn? In the middle of nowhere, not over much fanfare, is this a place for a king to be born? No, kings are born in palaces. But this king of kings and lord of lords was not born into a bunch of fanfare. It was not born into a beautiful place He was born in the middle of nowhere. So why make it worse by it being nighttime, by being dark? It was so dark that no doubt, just like we've done here today, Mary and Joseph had to light a candle just to see the face of their newborn baby. See, the world was a dark place when Jesus was born, both physically and spiritually. It was dark in the sense that It had been nearly 400 years since God had spoken to his people. I want you to think about that. 400 years without a prophet from God speaking and being present to speak the word of God. That's four or five generations that had not heard from God, that had not felt God, that had not seen God's presence, that had not seen God manifest miracles among his people. I want to tell you that's darkness. That's a world of darkness. But also the world, the climate in which Jesus was born was dark. It was dark in the sense that God, that the children of God's, that God's people, the children of God, were under oppression from the Romans. They had no hope of being delivered. No hope of being saved from this this oppression. That is darkness. It was dark in the sense that even the chief priests and leaders of God's people had become, for the most part, corrupt, not speaking the word of God, but doing things to their own advantage. That is darkness. Sounds a lot like our world today we're living in. We are living in a dark world. The wars and the rumors of wars, the famine, the corruption, the depression, the mental anxieties and mental issues that we are facing in our world today. The economic upheaval, the civil unrest, the godlessness, the idolatry. I think you get the picture. We are living... In a dark world, and I want to tell you, it's it's much like, amen, the world in which Jesus was born into. We might have cars and electricity. We might have other things that that seem to make the world a little brighter. But the truth is, if we look at the state of humanity and the state of the world, it is just as dark today as it was in the day that Jesus was born. You see, darkness is the absence of light darkness is not a state of its own it is the very absence of something that allows it to exist as long as jesus was out of this world we fulfilled the scriptures that says we he saw a people that sat in darkness or as we read earlier that they walked through darkness, Or as Isaiah put it, they lived in the land of the shadow of death or in the land of darkness. So what does it mean to sit in darkness? Ephesians 4 and 18 says, having the un- their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. I want to tell you here today that when you live in the spiritual darkness that our world lives in, it separates us from God. It causes a chasm where we no longer have illumination, we no longer have life, but we are living in the shadow of death. The darkness conceals the areas that need to be healed. We can't see, so we are able we are unable to fix the areas, just like if you are trying to work on something in the dark. It's hard. To figure out your way. And the Bible calls us, amen, as blind men, stumbling in the dark, not seeing where we are going. For some here today, we've got the natural light. We've got these candles. You can see, but there's others that that if we were to just turn off uh, the, the rest of the lights and the candles, their vision's not very good. and They would stumble even with this amount of light. Imagine living an entire existence in complete and utter darkness. This is what the Bible calls our spiritual condition. That we were the people who sat in darkness. Our understanding was darkened. We did not know God. We could not get to God. Amen. This is why the devil operates in the darkness. He wants to keep you in the dark. He wants you to keep your mind in the dark. He doesn't want you, amen, uh, Because it's something about the dark. In the dark, it's hard to see things. In the dark, you can stay a victim. In the dark, everything seems bigger and scarier. In the dark, it seems like you can't ever get where you need to go. In the dark, your future seems insurmountable. In the dark, salvation seems impossible. In the dark, and the devil wants to keep you to the place where you cannot get out of the dark. If He can keep you in the dark, you will never find a place of healing. If He can keep you in the dark, that sin will never be repented of. If He can keep you in the dark, your broken heart will never be mended. And ultimately, if He can keep you in the dark, He can make sure you never find your way to God. But God did not want you and I to live in the darkness. God did not want to leave us in the dark. I want to preach to somebody that He came unto us. Who are the us in this Scripture? This, these group of people are those that had walked in darkness... Those that had sat in darkness. Those that had even made their dwelling place in the land of the shadow of death. In the place of darkness. And the Bible says, for unto us. Amen. Just like in Genesis, uh, darkness does not scare God. Amen. I know there's some folks, you might have a phobia of the dark. And maybe even when you were a kid, you were scared of the dark. But I want to tell you, darkness does not scare God. God. Amen. In Genesis we find that God moved upon the darkness. Amen. The Bible declares to us in the New Testament that Jesus was born in the darkness of the world in the darkness of night so that he might bring us light. I've come to preach to somebody here today that he came unto us. I wonder if somebody could clap your hands and give God some praise for that. I want to remind you that He did not leave us in darkness, uh, that He did not leave us in our sin, uh, that He did not leave us in the blindness of this world, uh, stumbling about, walking about, not knowing which way we were to go. Uh, but He came unto us. Uh, he did not st- stay in His throne in heaven uh, and look down, uh, amen, over His long nose upon mankind and say, uh, amen, they're just miserable and they're lost and there's nothing they can do. Uh, he didn't look it up in our darkness, in our hopelessness, and say, well, good luck, you're going to perish. No, amen, when we could not get to where God was, God came down to where we were so he could take us up to where he was. I wonder if anybody can praise God that he came unto us. We could never get to him. It was too dark. It was too far. I could never get to where he was. So he came unto me. I think somebody ought to give him some praise. Matthew puts it this way. The people which sat in darkness saw a great light. And to them, in the, sat in the region in the shadow of death, a light is sprung up. I want to tell you, God's not scared of the darkness. God's not scared of the darkness in our world. God's not scared of the darkness of sin. God's not scared of your darkness. Well, you just don't know what I've been through. I want to tell you, God knows exactly where you are. You might be stumbling around in the night, and I'm preaching to somebody right now. You might be stumbling around in depression and anxiety, and you don't know what's up and what's down, and you don't know which way to go, amen, and it's a dark place for you to be, but I've come to preach to you there's a light that came unto us in the darkness, and God will come to right where you are well, I'm addicted to drugs. God will come to your darkness. Uh, well, I just, I just can't be committed. God will come to your darkness. Uh, well, I'm just living in sin. God will come to your darkness. Uh, and he will not leave you the way he found you. Amen. Isaiah prophesies for a, he is going to be a light to the Gentiles. You know, the Bible says we were not a people at one point. You know, there's very few people here today. If you took a 23andMe, it might say you have Jewish blood, but just because you got Jewish blood doesn't mean you were raised Jewish. And salvation, the Bible says, was of the Jews. The Gentiles had no hope. We were those that sat in darkness. We were those, the Bible says, Amen. That, that we were those that were blind. That we sat in darkness. We sat in a prison. But Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. That he was going to come unto the Gentiles. To open the blind eyes. To bring out of the prisoners from the prison. To, to them that sit in darkness. Out of the prison house. Amen. I want to tell you. Amen. We had no hope. We were in darkness. Uh, but he was not scared of the darkness. He came unto us. Second Corinthians 4 and 6 says for God who commended the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to preach to somebody. You couldn't get out of the dark, so God made the light shine out of the dark. You and I couldn't get out of addiction, so God came into the addiction, and he shined a bright light and said, you don't have to stay the way you are. And he shined a light on your dysfunction, and he shined a light on your depression, and he shined a light on your addiction and said, no more, no more, no more. Colossians says, giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I want to remind somebody that when you were in darkness and even if you're in darkness today, He commands the light to shine out of darkness uh, and He doesn't want you to stay there being bound up and imprisoned by darkness and imprisoned by sin and imprisoned by depression and imprisoned by all sorts of things. The adversary will try to imprison you you with. My Bible tells me that He has, has the power to deliver you from darkness. I love what Peter said. He's speaking of the church. I want to just tell somebody He came unto us. We that walked in darkness, sat in darkness, lived in darkness, lived in the shadow of death. He came unto us. It's amazing to me. That that God of all the universe. This is what David wrote. He said, What is man that you are mindful of him? I, I just want to remind you on this Christmas Eve, if we were to be honest and we were to really think about God real deep, God, let's get real deep for a moment. God's big and we're small. That's some real deep theology for you. Amen. God is infinite, God is eternal. We are finite. We, if we're lucky, we get 85 years on this world. Amen. Uh, if we're lucky, we get more than that. But, but we don't have very much time, and God is infinitely beyond all that time. Uh, he is before time, outside of time. He is. He is God. And God who created all things, and John said everything that was made was made by him and for him. Everything exists, the mountains, the trees, the birds, the, amen, the, the snow that falls, amen, the precipitation that happens that keeps the, the 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 motion of the ocean and all of these things that happen. Amen. I want to tell you, God does all of that, amen, and yet he thinks about you. Yeah, Hallelujah. And if it's not enough that God considers us, that God thinks about us, Isaiah prophesied, Amen, that he was going to come unto us. And and Matthew bears record, and Luke bears record that Jesus came to us. Amen. The Bible calls him Emmanuel, which is interpreted. God with us. I want to tell you that we are not just celebrating some religious moment. Amen, this is more than just gifts under, amen, a tree if you believe in that or don't. Amen, this is more than just lights. This is more than just silver and gold and carols. I want to tell you what we are celebrating, amen, is the greatest gift ever given to mankind. And that's that God would become a man. That the light of the world would enter the darkness of the world. And not only think about us, but that He would come unto us. Unto us in our darkness. Unto us in our dysfunction. Unto us in our sin. You know, God, who's holy and righteous... Who, should, who, who the Bible says no flesh should glory in his presence. That, that, that man cannot, cannot dwell in the presence of God in their sinful condition. Amen. There was a great chasm because of sin that separated. It caused us to be just plummeted into darkness. But God is not afraid of the dark. God came unto us in the dark. And I love what Peter said. This is what he writes about the people who were in darkness. Us. The people who were lost, the people who were undone, the people who had no hope, the people that lived, dwelt, walked, just did everything we did in darkness. Peter puts it this way. I want to tell you what what beauty happens when the light of the world came into our world. Amen. And what beauty will happen when you let Jesus Christ come into your life. Amen. He says, but you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of Him that has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Now, this is why we praise God the way we praise God, because we recognize the darkness we were pulled out of. Uh, Amen. The Bible says, which at one time were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I want to preach to somebody. He came unto us uh, who were not the people of God, who were lost and undone, living in darkness. Uh, He came unto us in darkness, uh, and he made the light shine unto us. I think we ought to stand across this building and clap our hands and thanks be to God that he came unto us, that he came to your family, that he came to you, that he came in the middle of your darkness. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to give him praise. Oh, come on, let's do that for a moment. Come on. He didn't just think about you. uh, He came unto you. Uh, Amen. He showed up where you were in your darkness, in your mess, uh, and he did not leave you there. Somebody lift up your hands all across the building. Somebody ought to pray. I hear somebody praying, thank you for coming unto me. Come on, I, feel, I hear somebody just in their spirit praying, thank you for not leaving me in the darkness. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for not excluding my family from salvation. Uh, thank you, Jesus, for not excluding me from light and from life and from abundant life. Come on, somebody pray right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on, let's pray. Come on, unto us a light has shined. Unto us a light was given. Amen. Unto us, Jesus came, and He is the light of the world. Amen. Unto us, He gave us the gift of the Holy Ghost, which is Christ in us, the hope, the light of glory. This season in this Christmas time, we must remind ourselves to be thankful. You know, they've turned this whole season into materialism, and I'm not against gift giving. In fact, I think it's a great, great thing. I'll tell you why. Because we should be reminding each other of the greatest gift that was ever given. People can, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that for another time. Amen. We can get some deep waters, we want. but when we won't. But when we think about the gifts, the world would would have us be ungrateful because, you know, we didn't get this or we didn't get that. Or... What it should really do for us is it should remind us of the greatest gift that is ever given. That God became a man. God God loved us for God so loved the world He loved you, your world, unto you. He didn't want to just sit on His throne in heaven and let you just dwell in darkness. He said, no, I'm going to do exactly what I did in Genesis. I moved upon the darkness. And God doesn't just move. There's some people that think God just wants to move on them and they're happy with that. But I want to say it goes beyond that. God didn't just move upon the darkness. He spoke to it. You know, when you turn on the light, you see things. You know, when you're trying to work on something, you grab a flashlight for a reason. So you can properly see what you're working on. You know the, the the power of receiving the Holy Ghost is that God just turns on the light. He fills you with His Spirit, and He turns on the light, and He starts working on things that you you didn't notice in the darkness. And He doesn't leave you in the darkness. And God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And as soon as there was illumination, God started making changes, and God started bringing life forth. There are people here today that if you could only see what God wants to do in your life, it would change your world. But right now, there's some people, it's so dark where you're living. You just can't imagine. Man, how how is anything good going to come out of this? How can God do anything? I want to tell you, you're in a room full of people. He came unto us. That's why we show forth the praise of him that called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Not because we've always been perfect or holy or righteous, but we show forth the praises of one time I was in darkness, but he pulled me out of darkness and he put me into the light of God and he wants to do the same thing for you. And if you could get into the light, I promise you this, God will work out some things you can't work out right now. God will fix some things you can't fix right now. God illuminates illuminate some things you're not totally seeing properly. And then God will start bringing forth life. And God will start doing great things in your world. But it starts by being thankful and grateful that He's willing to come unto us. There's so many people, they don't, they don't know what to do. They don't come to God because they're scared God won't receive them. I want to tell you, that's a lie from the devil. That's him trying to manipulate you in the darkness. He's trying to make the shadows look bigger. I want to tell you, what, God you what, what, what kind of God you're coming to today. That while you're coming down to the altar and you're going to come pray and talk to God, before you even get to the altar, the Bible talks about our Heavenly Father, that when the prodigal was still a long ways off, he ran to where he was. I want to tell you about this God. This God's not waiting for you to come to Him. He came unto us. He wasn't waiting for you to get good and perfect. Get your little flashlight going. No, while you were in darkness. At the worst point of your worst mistake, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He came unto us. And if you're here today and you've never encountered Jesus and you've never had the gift of the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you, it's the greatest gift ever given to a mortal. Amen. So here's what we're gonna to do today. I want to invite everybody to down to the front. We're just gonna take a couple of minutes. We're going to pray. Come on, bring your family. You might be visiting. Maybe you're a saint of God that's been in church for a while. And you think, no, it's just too dark where I've been living. It's, there's too much darkness in this world. There's too much darkness in this place. I want to tell you, he comes unto us even in the middle of the darkness. And the best part about it is he will not leave you in darkness. He commands the light to shine out of darkness. Would you lift up your hands as we pray all across the building? Come on, I feel like somebody's about to get illumination. Come on, God's about to show up where you are. His love's about to show up in that black hole of your life that you just have never felt loved. You've never felt enough. I want to tell you, He's about to shine light in that darkness. Amen, where you felt void and you felt empty. I want to tell you, He's about to shine light into that darkness. Somebody pray. As they begin to sing, somebody pray all across this building. Come on, guest visitor. I want to tell you, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can receive the gift of the Holy Ghost where the light of God is shining on the inside of you.
1: Come on, everybody else.
0: Let's thank God. Let's thank God. Thank you for coming unto us. Thank you, God. When I couldn't get to you, you came down to me. And you built a bridge for me to get to where you are. Come on, that's it. Let's pray. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him.
1: Here I am to worship. He Come on, He's
0: not excluding you based on your family. He's not excluding you based on your heritage. He's not excluding you. He said, while well, the Gentiles who are far off, I'm going to go to them. To the uttermost part of the earth. Come on, He's coming unto you today. He's coming unto you today. that's it lift up your voice and pray he's coming unto you today he's coming unto you today he's not leaving you where he finds you he's about to turn on the lights Somebody pray. He came under me. He came under the Hood family. He came under the Johnson family. He came under the Worley family. He came under the Gideon family. He came under the Rodriguez family. He came under the Diaz family. He came under your family.
1: to see Come on, let's say, Brother Machado, he came under you. He came under your family.
0: So let that be your prayer today. Here
1: I am to say that you're my God, you're all together, all together, all together. To Come on,
0: lift up your hands.